Then podcast. Stay tuned in, you don't wanna miss it. Conversation that's so authentic. Come join right now. Let's go, let's get it. The way it in podcast, based in the UK, and we got it popping. Talking about issues and so many topics. Never hold back, we gotta be honest. Uh, talking out many scenarios and breaking down actions and the consequences. I admit it's getting intense with Wade hosting. You don't really wanna miss it. The way it in podcast, the way it in podcast. Let's go. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to episode four of the Wading Podcast, the only place to receive the latest and the true news about what's going on and that's affecting the British, Asian, and Muslim community. I'm your host, your most gracious, your most merciful host. Astaghfirullah. <laughs> How are you the most merciful? You've come to I'm the most merciful host. Host, you Host. And on Skype, we've got over to my right. You never told us who's where. It's you. So you you're always in that corner. Yeah. You have Abba. And to the bottom? <laughs> yeah, I'm Cass. Great introductions. <laughs> Looks like he's got a cheeky bevy on as well. <laughs> a bit of the old cider. <laughs> AKA apple juice. Alright guys, tell us about your last week. How's it been? How's things been going since uh, we last spoke? Go on, Kat. To be honest with you, I had, a, I had a moment today where it was like, it's we're in August. Like, where's this year gone? So you're asking me about what happened last week. Genuinely, I, I feel like everything is happening at such a fast pace. It's unreal. Um, I had a couple of catch-ups with uh, some of the boys, which was nice. Just spent a lot of time with the family, really. A lot of time with the family. Um, any of the boys provide any feedback on the podcast? Yeah, loads. Loads, actually. Uh, Burfi from Nelson. So when you're listening, Burfi, you can send me a voice note he sends me a voice note as and when he's listening to the podcast, so, so he's like talking to me. So when you send me this week's voice note, at least you could you could tell everybody that I shouted you out, and you can put that in your voice note when you send it to me. Uh, no good feedback. Obviously, the last last time we had a few technical issues with the upload. I think the sound quality and there was a lot of lagging, um, hence why I think a lot of us are putting on some headphones and stuff today. Well, all of us are. Um, but no, just just excited to keep going and just keep driving and delivering some content to people, really. Alhamdulillah. Sounds like it's been a very hectic week. <laughs> Avas? Uh, my week has been pretty chill, to be honest. Uh, mainly work and then... Didn't really, do, didn't really do much on the weekend. Can't really think what I did. I spent Sunday doing a lot of cleaning and tidying and watched the Formula One, which is phenomenal i think we're going to be talking about something to do with formula one later today um but yeah no pretty uneventful so for me the again like you guys it's not really been that much happening to be fair with you uh, i was approached by an individual whose uh his father passed away quite recently due to the uh, covid pandemic uh, and it's, it's been, I don't know how long, but he came and he approached me and he was came to talk to me about income tax. So his question is basically, you know, how do you avoid it was his, was his exact question, but you know, that, that that's a, a separate matter. But it led me to thinking that is 
there a place for income tax within our society because it's automatically accepted. Let's just let's just pause there. Inheritance tax, you mean, don't you? Not income tax. Inheritance tax, yes. Yeah, you were saying income. Right? So did I say income tax? Yeah. yeah well, there's, exactly. is there a place for income tax as well for that matter? And secondly, uh, without rushing straight into something that's happened, what have you been up to this week? There's nothing. Nothing to report. At Literally, all. I, I, there's absolutely sweet air fear for me to report. There's been, there's just nothing going on. That. Listen, we know you well enough to know that you've probably been up to summer. I trust me, mate. When, when the kids are there, it's, it's just the same thing, different day, on repeat, wheels on the bus, yeah. and, you know, whatever the, the new equivalent is for children's TV. I, I don't even get it anymore, do you know what I mean? God knows, the days of Teletubbies are long, long gone. Uh, quality TV. Uh, anyway, so, where, where were Sorry. I? Yeah, so the inheritance tax. So it led me to question, so I put it out to, to different people, and I also put it out on Instagram, and it was generally in the, about the equivalent from my experience with the family and from what I received back on Instagram. 60 to 40 uh, were suggested that income tax is wrong. Now... Inheritance tax. <sighs> shit, how do I keep effing that up? <laughs> Inheritance tax. I mean, uh, and income tax. <laughs> yeah so inheritance tax sorry apologies guys i'm thinking about the next next bloody segment at the same time yeah sorry um so inheritance tax so 60 percent came back and said that it's wrong now did you guys vote what what were your thoughts on it is inheritance tax right or wrong just straight off the bat without giving any explanation right or wrong abbas um i think in principle right in principle right yeah Cassie? I think I voted right, but I think wrong. You think wrong. So the, the thing is, is, and this is what the, the bit which frustrates me about the issues around inheritance tax. A lot of the people that it's going to impact that have the biggest voice on how wrong it is are not even within the inheritance tax bracket. So they're whinging for nothing. The 300 and odd thousand pounds, which can rise up to, I think it's like half a million pound, depending on the certain circumstances. If in London, it's higher, etc. But for a lot of our people up north, they don't even come under that bracket. So the first thing is, is what you're complaining about. Secondly, and this is my argument, and then I'll, I'll let you guys explain your reasons. This is my argument for why inheritance tax is right. It's not about Marxist capitalists or anything. I think the purists of the Marxism believe that there there shouldn't be an inheritance tax, surprisingly, uh, on the basis that you wouldn't own any private property. It would all be state-owned. So th that doesn't come into it. It's merely the fact that billionaires are born from billionaires. Most billionaires are the child of a billionaire. They, they will always continue to circulate money within their levels. The only way to get it to recirculate around to our level, that right at the very bottom, is if they are taxed at that point where whoever made it, he gets to enjoy it. Fair enough, I get all of that. He, he, he invented Tesla or a light bulb or whatever the fuck he's done. So he's made his billions, he's earned it, he's lived it, his kids have enjoyed it, they've, they've utilised it to go to the top educations, etc. Like, what more fucking advantage do you want? But after all of that, after all of that, they get to retain it all 
and they've got all the wealth. I think I saw a statistic saying that the top 10 families in America, the most wealthiest, own about $1.5 trillion. What the fuck are you doing with all of that? And why don't I have £1.5 in my pocket? Right? My school has a different level of education. Hey? Sorry to stop you mid-flow, but yeah, go for that, it. Was a, that was a grade A, top-notch rant that you were on right there. Yeah, thought, so why did I, you I'm stop sure, it? I'm sure when we, when we were talking about the show... And <laughs> it's going to be light-hearted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just pisses me off, actually. When I think about it, it just pisses me off. And the fact is, is that why do our people who are stuck in a rut like I am... <laughs> They still don't see that. Hang on a minute. It's the only way, the only way to have a chance of recirculating that money. That child just happened to plop out the right vagina. Why is he getting the same benefits as his father that might have invented, or his grandfather, or his great great, or fuck knows how many generations it goes back? But it will never ever come back to us without it. Over to you guys. But, but one thing that you're kind of brushing over is that. It isn't a case of uh, above a th certain threshold, all of that wealth is then taken off you. It's just tax, isn't it? It's just tax, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so the reason why I think in principle it's fair is because obviously, you know, this person, whoever it is, has amassed whatever they, wealth they have over their lifetime and, you know, they've enjoyed the benefit of whatever services the state can provide them. And as a result, at the end of their life as well, there should be, I don't know how much of a tax, but a bit of a tax on the wealth to kind of, again, before it's passed on on a generation. Because the the person who it's passed on to is enjoying a free windfall, right? Yep. It's not hard work. It's not their life's labor. So, um, yeah, I can't see any issue with, with it being, um, you know, in place as it is. Um, I don't know the ins and outs of obviously the way in which it applies here and what yep. the sentence is and what the threshold sure. or any of that. But like I said, the, the kind of idea of it, I think, is a good idea. And obviously, we've got a state, especially in this country, where there are, you know, a lot of public services. Those public services need funding. Um, and yeah, that should be one of the ways in which we do um, we do fund them. And before, uh, just before we move on to, to Cassie, tell me, what would you set that percentage off? What would you say is fair? I, I'm never, to be honest, I've not really sat and thought about it, really, because, you know, like... Would it be nominal, 10%? Well, I, I would have thought it would, it would be graded, right? So, like, the higher, the, the more wealth you've got, possibly the higher tax or lower tax, I don't know. Higher tax. No, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, the the more you've got, the more you're taxed on. Ultimately, I mean, I I would personally say after a million, it should be about eighty percent. Wow, Cassie, <laughs> your thoughts? Yeah, please. but that's different, right? So your so your your reasons for um, wanting the inheritance tax are to fix the broken system that we're in at the moment, right? So I don't have a problem with it if the rest of the tax system was fine, which it isn't, unfortunately. So I'll give you an example. Yeah, you're right. It's everything's banded at the moment. Um, but if, let's use the figure that you used, £300,000, right? Average price of a house 
I think before pa- the COVID pandemic was 226k or something. So a lot of people, parents' houses would be above that. She's still going to be paying tax. So you're saying, yeah, if you're down in the dumps with a £1.24 in your pocket with Beats by Drain in your head, so I don't understand how that works, but hey-ho, we'll address that so offline. <laughs> the Beats by Drew, these Beats by Drew. <laughs> <laughs> because of that, I agree with you. There needs to be a redistribution of wealth and that, that shouldn't just happen through inheritance tax because, you know, we've got, I don't know about your personal situation, but my personal situation, my 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 family heritage is from Kashmir, and there's you know there's land, there's property. I'm not saying there's loads of hustle and bustle and hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of stuff there, but I should not pay tax. You know when that becomes mine and my brother's property and land and stuff, right? And I think it's and I think on, on principle it shouldn't, because your parents, your grandparents, your family historically has worked hard for that for you to get to that stage i'm not saying that we shouldn't do it because i think it's going to affect me i'm saying as a as a principle i think i don't like it so where where would you end then you're working just out of the interest how many generations do you say right well okay now it's fair to be taxed on it no, because I don't think it should be that. I think the attack should be on. Because that's the problem with the Walmart, with Mr. Walmart, with the uh, the people who own the diamond mines, etc. They're just passing it on generation to generation to generation to generation. There are families that, that loan money to banks who have owned that wealth for hundreds and hundreds of years. All because, and, and that's what they do. They let the little man at the bottom say, yeah, you worked hard enough. You've had a factory job, etc. You bought your little plot. You keep it. But if we if we're not willing to look, I mean, you, you, like you say, so if it's not worth hundreds right, of thousands, so, you wouldn't pay anything so, on it anyway. So, so your com your 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 question has got to be aimed at our audience, right? I don't think there's any multimillionaires that are listening to our podcast. But if there are, then you know, give us a shout out. We'll. Uh, but but know, it's but show. it's our people you that that don't, don't think it's really. wrong. Uh, no, so it's no, no, our no, people no, that no. think it's I wrong. Inheritance tax is wrong. I think principally. I think principally. I think principally it doesn't need to be there unless you put a threshold on it I think the threshold is far too low which I do That's I said one million pound I said one million pound 80% probably 80% probably a bit too high why probably a bit too high because then if you're if you're due to inherit 10 million you're gonna get one is it my well you get your one take off the 80 percent off the remaining nine but you're still comfortable you're still far 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 more comfortable than me plus me family plus me neighbors plus the rest of the street combine yeah, all the as comfortable but then you won't be as comfortable to be able to live your lifestyle you did for call to deserve it how do you know but th- that's the point. That's the point you're making. Now, if he's also gone what on... Had a bad, what, if, what if they had a bad relationship with their dad because he was too busy working hard or mum was working too hard so they had a bad relationship with the parents? That's the choices you make. That is everyone. They didn't make that choice. That's the, the choices parents. that they make. When I was growing up, my father was always at work. But we're not millionaires. That's the point. <laughs> exactly. This is it. And when we beats my Drew on. All right. I think you're right. I think it has. I, has, I think you know. I, I, I could be swayed with that. It has to have a place somewhere. 
right, all right, all right, all right. Let's... When, this, when this podcast takes off, Bushy, you're going to change your tune. When you're a multi-millionaire, you're going to be like, down with it, Vote Boris Johnson. Oh man, I do miss Jeremy Corbyn. Long live Jeremy Corbyn. And you know, well, we'll, we'll talk about him in another podcast. All right, all right, all right. We, I think we've we've missed our light-hearted chat. So, in fact, let's <laughs> take it over to yours about uh, our current month. What you mean, South Asian Heritage Month? month. South Asian Heritage Month, please. Do South give us an introduction. Asian. Tell us all about it. So I was, um, I was educating you about South Asian Heritage Month, wasn't I? And uh, telling you how it was being celebrated by the firm that I work for and how I'd never come across it before. And, uh, yeah, so South Asian Heritage Month is a, a month that obviously celebrates South Asian heritage um, in specifically Britain. It's not like a worldwide thing. Um, and it runs from, and I'll give you the exact date. Let me just make sure I get them right. You just saw it on your screensaver, Alas. Don't act like you haven't memorised it. It's on that board behind you. <laughs> exactly. So, so it begins on the 18th of July and it finishes on the 17th of August every year. And it started last year. And obviously the, the aim is to, um, to build more awareness about you know, South Asian heritage in Britain and the links to uh, you know, Britain and South Asia and, and all of that. Um, so I thought it was a really good initiative. Um, I think it's one that we should all kind of get behind because I think a lot of people are ignorant about the um, the reason why there are so many South Asian migrants in this country and uh, South Asian Heritage Month will help people kind of understand that a bit better um, because obviously, mm -hmm. you know, our, our links to Britain go back to the days of the British Empire um, and, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. we came here, a lot of us came here after the Second World War when the British Empire started crumbling and there was a need for a workforce and, you know, I mean, we didn't come here specifically, but our forefathers did. Um, so, yeah. Um, do, you, do you know why they've given us those ridiculously stupid dates? Well, I was hoping you'd, uh, you'd give the dates a bit more of a panning than just calling them ridiculously stupid. Come on. Tell me what you were saying the other day. Well, yeah, <laughs> but but do tell us because why why is it that the other ethnicities or the other communities etc. get a proper month? You get the you get Pride Month, which is an actual month. You get Black History Month, full month, first to the end. Eighteenth July to the seventeenth of August, and the, the significance of the dates are that on the eighteenth of July, nineteen forty-seven is the date that the Indian Independence Act gained royal assent. Boo. Why are you booing that? Because we, we don't care. We want as proper, just like August, South Asian Heritage Month, right? Worship us. And, That's and our month. And the 17th of August <laughs> is the date that the Radcliffe Line was published in 1947, which sets out the border between India, Bangladesh and Pakistan. East Pakistan. Yeah, so get it right. You know. Use the right terminology for that time of year. That time of year. <laughs> you mean uh, that time, that period of time? That uh, year. Yeah, so. I think um, I'm inclined to agree with Mocker here. I think the dates are really significant, and I think 
the reason why it's important is because that's the biggest legacy of empire in the South Asia. And it still has a lasting impact to this day. And I think people in Britain have a massive blind spot for what they did with partition and how they just, you know, uprooted mu like millions of people and caused chaos over the whole con subcontinent. And, you know, yeah. people don't know about that. People don't know about all the fighting that occurred because of the fact that, you know, Hindus are migrating to India, Muslims are migrating to Pakistan, and, you know, people that literally fought in the same army in the Second World War, the Indian Army, yeah. that was supporting the British Empire, were then taking up arms against each other. Yeah. So I think the dates are really important. And, you know, yeah, I, I think without, without having those dates kind of almost... I don't want to say enshrined because that's not the right word, but like they're captured by the month, the dates of the month. It it, it means that you can't really forget. So, you know, yeah, somebody will yeah. say straight away, why are those, why those dates? You know, and you did it yourself, didn't you, Wade? You were like, why? why have yeah, you got I'd be like, oh, no, but I'd, I'd be, it'd be the 14th of July. I'd say, guys, has it, has it started yet? <laughs> the South Asian Heritage like, Month started yet? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> but, but, it, 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 also, Psalm. Is it Psalm for sure? And I've got... Yeah, SAHM. I've got a question for you. When they have all these uh, heritage months and all the rest of it, what do we actually learn from them? Well, the whole Can point I is... Can go back to the dates for a second? Because I think, I, think, I think it's really important. So, we're three members of this community. Yeah, I'm British. And... Until until we decided to talk about it, and I'm as a worker, obviously promoting it, but it's never been on my radar. And I'd like to think I'm quite an outgoing person. Uh, but like I, I said, I went out and met yeah, with some of my mates I, this week. No one mentioned that. Oh yeah, we celebrated this. Can I just reiterate that it started last year, in the middle of the pandemic? So I don't think many people know about it, and it's up to us to kind of spread the word. No, but I knew, Jew, uh, you know, February Black History Month. But that's because it's a much more... It's but, but, you're, but you're also told about it. Yeah. You see it everywhere. Yeah. Who's it started by? Who's it started by? Is this a government initiative? Baroness Wasi. Baroness Wasi? On, on her own. He's on, about, he's on about South Asian Heritage Month. You're on about Black History Month, aren't you? Wait, or no, no, I'm all about South Asian. No, no, South Asian heritage. No, no, no. oh, we know it was yeah, so it's, it's a collective. It's a collective <laughs> of individuals. Obviously, like they've kind of come together. I don't. I don't know the ins and outs of it. Let me just have a quick look. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I agree with you. It's definitely not Sajid Javid. <laughs> but like, just going back to the dates. Yeah, yeah the dates that. might be significant, but I think to see this is again we were talking about how we don't activate our community and how we don't. Uh, we don't, we don't raise it much awareness. Is because things like this happen. How are you meant to remember a month halfway through a month? Who the hell is? Why is it always daft for us? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Why is it always yeah, something no, stupid guys, for us? Like so, so yeah. I've asked this to make a point. Yeah, we were saying this last week. We were saying this last week. We were saying that you know all we do is put each other down, and you guys. I'm not putting us down. I'm not putting us down. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, July the 18th. Hey, what? I don't understand. Why? Why do you suggest the month? Why don't you two 
August! August! Boom! Thumbnail song! Mark 2, or whatever you want to call it. We'll have the real one. We'll have the real salvation. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right. So, so you oh, made a, you made a point. You made a point about the dates, right? Yeah. July the eighteenth. I agree. Whatever it happened with Royal Ascent. July uh, August the seventeenth when he started drawing the map or whatever. When's Pakistan Independence Day? It falls within that month. Fourteenth of August. August fourteenth. Is Independence Day? Fifteenth. Fifteenth. I don't know where Bangladesh is, but there's will probably be in and around there. They can celebrate in August. Well, <laughs> I think there's right? like in October. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't matter. They're only a small percentage. <laughs> we use August. It's a big month as well. Yeah. It's a lengthy month, so we can have all the days yeah. of August. The bank holiday in it as well. Let's have a parade. Have a yeah. stand-up Notting Hill carnival. Let's do it. I'm happy with that much. Yeah, you yeah, want same. A, you want a melody? Yeah, we want like a pride march. We want a pride march, but with our lot like, of Pangara through the streets. I don't know about that. You go there. And you go, oh no, I'm too shy to dance. I'm too shy to dance. <laughs> the countries that make up South Asia are, for the avoidance of doubt, according to these people, Afghanistan, Bangladesh, Bhutan, India, the Maldives, Nepal, Pakistan, and Sri Lanka. Nah, we're not having that. <laughs> we'll have them all. We'll have them all. That's why we should have a bigger month. August it is. We'll have them all. What, what was the one of them? They said Nepal. Yeah, Nepal. They've never even seen South Asia. What you about? They border India and now, Pakistan. It should just be Pakistan, India, Bangladesh. Just oh, a cricketing team. Uh, yeah, go throw Sri Lanka. Yeah, we'll have a game of cricket with them. Yeah, Afghanistan. Come on, behave. I mean, where do they fit then? They're more Middle, Middle East, East, aren't they? Yeah. Oh. They're culturally. Well, half of it is. Half of it is. Are they? Yeah, they're culturally. Fair enough. And, and you could you could argue that Pakistan, by that same token, is Middle Eastern then as well. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll tell, tell you something interesting. Pakistan and Bangladesh's population are about the same, are very similar. Yeah. And, and we write Bangladesh off as they're, they're just a small little country and it's nothing. But it's massive. To the population, they're massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, statistically, the biggest underachievers in this country. I just saw that one in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're second to last after Bangladesh. It's still it's us. But I, so my just to coming back coming back to the topic at hand, I think it's a good idea to have Heritage Month for South Asian. Agreed. Yeah. I think the idea is really good. I think obviously we need to celebrate our history more. I think we as like you know first, second, third gen South Asians in this country yep. need to more about our history as well in terms of the British Empire and you know the East. India company and the way that all yeah. of that kind of the, the way they took over India and Agreed, like yeah. that um, because it's important you know if you don't learn from the past you're bound to make the same mistakes um, so it's an important part of our history and um, yeah I, I for one am a big yeah. supporter you know, as you've heard no, no, we're also supportive we're also supportive we just don't get why no, it always no, has to be a hatchet job initiative. yeah but it's a great initiative yeah it's a great initiative. Let's get some memes going so we can start sharing them. Yep. Raise some awareness. Also, I don't know if you spotted in the news, but um, big big Gaza Southgate 
was talking about <laughs> somehow he knows about it <laughs> i got i got i got gareth can knew about it <laughs> <laughs> That's why. That's why he's my prime minister, boys. That's why he's my prime minister. Wow. He's your prime minister. <laughs> um, anyway, he he was saying that there's an issue with uh, underrepresentation of yeah. nations in English football, um, and um, you know how they need to work on you know breaking down barriers for South Asians to get into football because the stat was something crazy. Like we make up something like four percent of the population. And I think it's something like 0.2% of you Probably know less than that. players in the football league are of South Asian heritage. Um, so it's just absolutely mind-blowing in terms of how underrepresented we are. In, it needs to come um, down to goals. English football. What would you... <laughs> do you have anything to say about that? Do you think that targeting our community would be a good idea to get more talent out of it? Do you think... Because I, I don't know, I feel as though there's a stigma attached with playing sports in our communities. Our communities are very much, um, we, we champion more productive things, like, you know, pro being professionals, at, like, you're having a profession. Um, and we don't really kind of champion extracurricular things. As but much bearing as in mind that the chances of success within the sporting uh, fields like you know, football and whatever is very, very low, right? At least yeah, you can yeah. earn an income as a professional uh, working yeah. in the, you know, w whichever our traditional fields are, law, etc. But the other thing is, is <clears throat> why, why are they talking about it now? Like what? What's changed? I suppose is what I'm, I'm getting at. It's a good thing that the conversation's happening. It's great, but, but why now? Because of the month. Exactly. Yeah, that is exactly why. No, it is. It is because of the month. So the month has prompted some Asian footballers. I think there's a guy called Jan Vander who plays for Swansea City. He's okay. Of um, is it his mum's Indian and his dad's English or just British? Um, so. They, they ha they're putting on events to raise awareness about the underrepresentation under of uh, South Asians in English football and to encourage youngsters to get involved. Um, and obviously, it is in the guise of you know South Asian Heritage Month. It is precisely for that reason that the FA have got involved. And I think yeah, it's called agreed. There's, there's an initiative called something like. They see England or something. Something like there's like an England. Uh, oh, that's pathetic. Whichever is, marketing company they paid for that, get a refund. There's a there's a, <laughs> there's a South <laughs> England fan supporters group. Yeah. That also kind of backed the South. The, the <laughs> they get abused each time at football games. <laughs> I, I find at grassroots level and at every other level that we are not welcome. So there's always there's a massive love of football within our community, an absolute massive love. I remember as a kid, and you'd go like to they'd have those summer camps at Rotherham United and all the rest of it. And and whilst you're playing or after the game, they'd set out a spread of some sort, and it'd always be like your ham sandwiches and whatever other shit that they've got on. And they'd always mix, and they'd, you know they'd be stipping their 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 sausage fingers in everything and whatnot. And you know what I mean? And so it, I couldn't eat it. I couldn't consume it. I couldn't get involved with it, right? It was always off-putting for me. Maybe not necessarily for everybody, but for me, it was enough to, to put me off. And then you find that at the games as a fan, the amount of abuse, like we discussed on one of the early podcasts, 
that you, you have to hear or experience. One of my own experiences is me and my cousin Zed, we were at Don Valley Stadium when Rotherham United were playing there at Don Valley Stadium. And at the beginning of the game, everybody had to hold up either a red or white sheet of paper so that it looked like as you know the whole stadium turned red or white. And uh, what they started to do was as the game started to go on, they started to turn the sheets of paper into paper airplanes and start chucking at them. They start throwing them at us and they're shouting, get them packies, get them packies, right? So we're turning around, we're like, bong outside the head and we're like, you know, is this real or what? Like, is it just in our heads? <laughs> Next thing you know, like proper fat motherfucker with tits out and everything, swinging his top around and he's angry, you packy bastards. And then the crowd in that corner started chanting, right? Anyway, wow. no, no, this is a gospel true story. I swear to God, this is a true story. I will get Zed on it to confirm it. And they started scrunching up the paper into little balls and start chucking them at us. Literally, we had like a little sea of, of paper around us, right? It was fucking ridiculous. As soon as they hit full time, Rotherham United won that, that, that day. And uh, there was like a pitch invasion as they do and everybody ran into the pitch. Me and Zed turned around and zoop, we were straight out that fucking door and legged it. And we never returned again. <laughs> <laughs> so do you know what I, mean? I mean that's the kind of shit that people have got to have got to go through and then they're surprised that we're only fucking 0.3 percent if no but the thing is uh, that's why it's so important that it comes from top down in my opinion because i think but how are you going to get the player to the top is my question how are you going to get the player to the top if if they struggle with all the shit they've got to go through at the bottom so, yeah, but, but the messaging has to come that you know oh yeah yeah, yeah agreed agreed agree with that yeah, yeah. Of, you know the attitudes yeah. need to change and um you know when that when that message gets put out more there will you know the, the glass ceiling that is on asian south asian players will have gone yeah uh, and, and you know Hopefully, we'll have one day some South Asian lads play. Well, let, let me ask you this question then. About 10 years ago, I think it is now, there was uh, this great big initiative about getting black managers into the game. And at that time, there was, uh, there was, there was a black man who was the manager of uh, Newcastle. It was around that time. He's, he then went on to Norwich. He got sacked and went to Norwich. Chris Hewitt. Chris, what, sorry? Newton. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, so he, he, I think he was the only black manager in the Premier League at the time. And then there was a whole initiative and there was all these conversations and all the rest of it. What's happened since then? Has anybody else come in? I, don't, I can't think of a single black manager in the Premier League right now. Um, right now, no. But it's all FA bullshit. Well, Darren Moore had a little stint. Um would you count Nuno Espirito? Frank Santo? Lampard, right. who with zero experience got a top, top Patrick, job at fucking Chelsea. Vieira, Patrick Vieira is a manager at uh, Crystal Palace. In the Premier League? Yes. Yeah. Did he? All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so, so one. He's a, he's a new manager. He's, he's a new manager. So, so, just going back to the Asian point first, right? For me, I think a lot of that will change as our community changes from first generation to second generation and third generation whether we the way we raise our children is going to be a lot more supportive and look you don't have to go chase a vocation but what you're basing what that on what? what are you basing that on because i've given an example of the black community who have been through that multiple generations and they're still not getting that fair shot you're talking about managers that's but, different. But, yeah you, you're talking about I managers mean, that's different i'm talking about players to begin players. with right let's mm -hmm. look at players that is in black players over time that has massive 
Yeah, it's massively kind of right. And, 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 also, and one of the things that sorry, Kat, one of the things that Southgate actually mentioned in the press conferences or the press release or what you know, one of the events, he did an interview with Sky Sports, and he was saying that one of the kind of stereotypes about it, South Asian kids in particular is that they're not as athletic as other players, and that's just not right. Um, so, so it's these kind of perceptions. Is these perceptions about South Asian people that cause you know? So these oh, yeah. bias. We we used to have a meal one before we went to play five aside football. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that is? <laughs> and it worked at all. That's it. That's the gospel truth. From a place <laughs> for, neither of us could head. Has an I and an S in its name. <laughs> yeah, so neither, but neither of us could head the ball. So like, well, I mean, so I could see that because I could see people of my generation who've got kids or people that are slightly older than me who have got kids that are actively encouraging them, their kids, to go. Plus, as a society, we're probably a lot more welcoming of these children. I think when you get to 15, 16, 17, I think that's where you've got to make the choice of, right, am I going to dedicate myself to a sport or not? And I think that's where our community probably fails, either its kids or the clubs fail us because I don't think we'll take it seriously. So I've known people that have had trials at big clubs before, big clubs before, never made it through for one reason or another. I know there was a big case a few years ago about um, not Kenny Dalglish, but like whilst he was the manager, I think when Kenny Dalglish was the manager, okay. uh, um, some of his scouting network wouldn't put forward kids that were like, you know, either openly or, or subconsciously racist and they won't put black or, or Asian kids through at the time. This is in the mid-90s. But I think all of that's changing. I think more, again, as with education and of our community, you'll see education of the, the, the white community as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, as more and more people are of our generation are in these positions to make these decisions, they'll be bringing them through. I think it's just a time thing. What about what about with for example? Let's look at a different sport. Amir Khan broke onto the scene about fifteen years ago. Now won silver medal at the Olympics, became two-time world champion. How many other now British Pakistani have broken through to the top ranks that are featured regularly on either ITV, Sky Sports, or any of the former box office that have hit them heights? Loads. But who? Name me one. Hamza, Sh- Hamza Shiraz is the next one. Who? Name me somebody. I want a two-time world champion. One single world champion. I mean, of a proper belt, not like okay, the Sheffield Cup. No, no, no. You became a two-time world champion at the age of 30, 28, 30, whatever it is. You're asking about who's breaking through. They're in their early 20s. Amir Khan was world champion by then. That's my point. Amir Khan became a household name because of the Olympics. Because games. of the Olympics, yeah. So we got the Olympics right now. <laughs> Literally right now. If they're not good enough to win a medal to, to have that kickstart, and that's what's going to happen. Boxing's a poor example, in my opinion, because boxing is losing all of its characters anyway. You know. I, not only that, but I think boxing is more accessible and more open to diversity, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. But where, that's what I'm saying. So, but where are our champions? That's, that's my question. 
But they're not even on the, the cards. You don't even see them on the top, top cards either. You see them on the cards game, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you remember Osman Ahmed? The training men will be there. <laughs> yeah, 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 we do. Oh, that lad from Rotherham that got caught trying to bite David Price, remember? Kashif Ali, I think oh, his yeah, name is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kashif Ali, yeah, exactly. So they're, they're definitely around. All right, cool. So, a final message is on South Asian Heritage Month. It is right now. It is until the middle of the month. Do partake. If your name's Dave or you're from Dave's community, Google it. Learn about us. Yeah, and repost some Pakistan flag emojis. Yeah. Or get yourself a Wimmy Road or Great Horn Road in, Bar- uh, in Bradford. And go up and down. <laughs> go up and down. Do laps. Make sure you comment on the video, Pakistan's in the bar. Yeah. And the click like and subscribe. Great. All right. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you very much for that, Abbas. Thanks for bringing that to our attention. Okay. So the next thing I'd like to move on to is a big news story that's coming out of Pakistan. It's about a a, a girl called Noor Mukaddam. She was recently murdered by a a man. The story isn't completely 100% clear as things are. Apparently, perhaps she'd been seeing him or dating him. She was at his house at the time of the of the, the murder. She There'd been some kind of, of conflict. She tried to escape. Apparently, she jumped off the, the top balcony. She was then dragged back into the house, uh, I believe by a security guard. I think they were reporting on the news. At which point, she was murdered and I think she was beheaded. Uh, and the father has been made is, uh, beheaded. Beheaded, yeah, I believe she was uh, beheaded. But she's she definitely was, been, yeah, she was. She was beheaded, and he uh, allegedly was kicking around her head when he was found. Yeah, which is just yeah. So th- there's been these various reports on the news, which is why I say I'm not hundred percent certain because certain things are being said and other things are starting to come out. But nevertheless. Imran Khan has even got involved and he's even made comments uh, lately to say that, you know, he he's monitoring the case, that he wants to see justice is done on this, that he's going to see this case through to the end. There were apparently other comments, uh, suggestions of comments that Imran Khan had made to suggest that, you know, if, if a girl uh, is dressing a particular way, then what should she expect, etc. Again, they're all alleged. These are just things that are being you know thrown around i don't know what if that's true or not but irrespective imran khan is apparently overseeing the case now without going into the details of the case because that's all in the news and, and anybody can just google it my first question to you kasim is why do our people have a problem with women don't, 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 don't sugarcoat it <laughs> <laughs> why do our people have a problem with why women? is femicide a major issue why are we ranked 164 out of 167 countries for female safety why are we a muslim nation and we're not able to protect and uphold the islamic muslim uh, muslim values muslim. that protect protect muslim women tell me that listen bro it's a fucking sorry i shouldn't be swearing but it's a shit show and why isn't this part of your south asian heritage month it's not my it's not my month. Listen, we're we're running it in August. We'll run it in August. No, but you're you're right, it's an absolute this, this an is absolute a ta- joke typical, typical Asian tactic to have their own splinter group, right? We'll just set up our own. Anyway, Kat, so you celebrate yeah. on the 18th of July, but we're gonna do ours on the first of August. We didn't see the moon in time. Indeed. Right, come on, chaps. So, 
um, in all seriousness, like this is this sounds like a horrible case. Yeah, I don't know the specifics of it. I'm not going to talk on the actual case. And what you've asked me is, why do we fail our women? Is because I th I think a lot of our culture has overtaken the religious aspect of it, unfortunately. And as you alluded to earlier on in this whole South Asian month, you know, up until 60, 70 odd years ago, we were part of India. So our culture is historically and very heavily influenced by Indian culture. And I think, I think that culture of, you know, um, segregation, that culture of ownership, that culture of a dowry when you're having getting married, etc., etc., is something that is a, it's it's still around, especially over there. I'd like to think you know it's not like that here. You know, in the circle that I'm in and you're in, I don't think it's like that at all. Unfortunately, we're born and raised here, raised in certain uh, a different way, but we do come into contact with people that do potentially have a similar mentality of, oh well, women shouldn't be aware in that. Or a girl shouldn't be shouldn't be doing that. Oh, yeah. are you letting your wife go out like that? Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, uh, you know, again I've had jokes about it. You know about the fact that I'm newly married and stuff. But you know, there's there's, there's people that <laughs> episode four. <laughs> it only took forty five minutes. <laughs> but, like, but my point is, yeah. right? It's very easy, it's very easy for people to say to me and you, oh, you're letting your wife go out dressed like that. Or you letting your wife go there, or, or whatever. They don't because they probably know that the answer that they're going to get given, not just from myself but from her. But you know, you you see yourself in that situation where people could say that, and it's like, what has it got to do with you? At the end of the day, she's her own person. She can do make her own decisions. She should not have to feel that she has to act, dress, behave a certain way just because of somebody else. It's ridiculous. Agreed. And I think, and I think, as a society over there, again, I can only speak for over there. It still is, unfortunately, a very male dominant society. The men are the ones that go to the bazaar. So when they see girls, everyone leers. Unfortunately, the men are the ones that go out to work. The women, if the women, if they do work, they work as a teacher, or they work somewhere you know where it's deemed to be safe. I'm only speaking from a from a Kashmiri perspective as well. Apparently, in the cities and stuff, it's a lot worse. It's yeah. a lot, lot worse yeah. in the cities. Um, it's, it's terrible in the villages. It's not that the villages are much worse. I mean, there's, there's women no, that are living fear and they're unable safer. to talk about it. I don't, I don't think yeah. they are. I don't think they are. No, 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 no. I think they're safer in the sense of because of how... Girls are raped inside their own homes, raped by their own family members, and they're unable to again, do anything about again, it. I'm, talk I'm talking about from a Kashmiri perspective, right? Like, we don't hear of that as much. But I hear of that a lot in Pakistan, India. I guarantee you, it is in every corner. Oh, it's probably happening in every corner. I'm not naive enough. I'm not naive so, enough to think it's not happening. But it's 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 that whole it's that whole male dominance that's been passed on through generation and generation and generation, which is taking generations again yep. to actually break down. To actually break down. It's, it's, it's ridiculous you know like people are people tend to so i don't know when was the last time you went 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 across when we visit i feel like people give us a pass because we're from here and they understand uh they're english yeah they know you're a bit uh, weird yeah 
yeah, we're English, which is why they they act the way they act, they talk the way they talk, you know, why they, you know, they, their sisters do this or whatever. But they would never ever let their own do that. They're yep. balmy to me, absolutely balmy to me. How you're okay with that on one hand, but you're not. And unfortunately, it's just that, you know, it's just that, it's just the fact that it's the men that make the decisions. Agreed. Shit. Agreed. Shit. Abbas, question for you. Question for you. When the murder of George Floyd, etc., and everything happened, you found it abhorrent, correct? You used your platform to bring it to people's attention. This kind of stuff happens on a daily basis. Our lot, we're all woke. We're saying all the magical and the right things. Why don't you ever use your platform to bring it to people's attention and bring about change? Why do we, as a community, bring about the issues that are being faced by other communities as though we're so ashamed of the shit that our people go through? We never fucking talk about it. We never post about it. And we never use our platform to bring it to people's attention because we, we're so afraid of the white man knowing that's how fucked up we are. Am I right? You're on mute. You're on mute. Sorry, that's a 2021 problem. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that at all. I think that's completely wrong. Um, I mean, first and foremost, to, just, to say I have a platform is overblowing it, Mush, to say uh, the least. That marathon man? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Make sure you get, you know, like and all of that and follow or whatever. Um Whatever, you, whatever the cool kids say. I'm, I'm not saying you speak. I'm just talking about our people, right? If you can repost the George Floyd meme, why can't we bring to the, the forefront, myself included, I've not done fuck all, I'm talking about it now, but in the past I've not done anything about it. Why are we not being more vocal about it on behalf of those that are, are being suffering? Kasim in episode one mentioned about the fact that we use social media to bring the plight of those that are suffering to, to, to people's attentions. Yet our people are going through it and we are turning a blind eye as the very people. Surely we are uh, perpetrators as well then. It's mobilization though, isn't it? It's, it's being activated for it. And unfortunately, what you'll find is the awareness even if somebody does raise awareness on it, what you'll find is people will just skip through it. Even our own people. You know, I hear, I see memes, I see I see awareness on Turkey, on Kashmir, on, on things that are going on, but people are just like, Yeah, whatever. It's because unfortunately the whole the whole topic hasn't been activated. And that's what it needs. I, I, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you do that. I think also there are two things here. Firstly, I think people with with platforms in Pakistan particularly have been saying things, but on more widely speaking across, you know, speaking about people that I follow, people that I know in terms of, you know, within my own circle, I don't think I've seen anyone post anything about it. Agreed. Um, and, and I think yeah. you're right to highlight that. Um, and I don't know if it's a lack of awareness about it because I mean, did you see it in the English news? Did you see? Do you see how like it, an incident in America just gained all of that momentum? I I had to search for articles on it to find it on online. Like you've got your Washington Post, you've got you know Al Jazeera posting about it, but where in the British press have you seen coverage of it? So how are people supposed to know about it and you know supposed to take action about it if 
they don't know about it if it isn't being covered. So I guess that's a wider point about the yep. press and about the way in which they cover, especially like, you know, countries like your Asian countries or your Middle East or whatever, where people die and you know, the lives are seen as almost, they, they, they're just not, there's, they're not treated in the same way, are they? Um, if that was the case in Britain, where somebody had been tortured and beheaded, you know, regardless of which race or whatever, it would be much bigger news. Um, the frustrating thing is they'll have a world news service, so BBC and I don't know Sky do, but all of these channels, CNN, whoever, will have a global news service which is run separately to the domestic channels, which probably will have covered it. Which might have covered it. I mean, which is frustrating. I, I, I think. Uh, I mean, you say that, Cap, and that's a very valid point to make. But I googled, so I searched for Nuru Makadam on the Guardian's website because. We were, th- we were thinking about talking about it a few episodes ago, weren't we? Yes. In terms of doing it a bit more kind of contemporaneously. I think we're a week or so on from when it all started kicking off. And, yeah, I couldn't find anything on The Guardian's website about it. And I look at it now, and there's an opinion piece about it, about Pakistan and, you know, about yep. the way Pakistan has got a problem with its women. And how it treats women. And um, wait a second, where was this article when I was asked this question? It's on the Guardian's website. If you did a bit of yep. research, with, uh, and in all the warm-up sessions, we've kept telling you the care on of that Loon Mukaddam. I've got another one for you. <laughs> before we before we yeah. move on, I think the topic as a whole is a taboo topic. Yes, that's exactly yes, the right point. Yeah, and, and and the reason why and the reason why people don't what you know don't kind of break away from just not talking about it is because they don't want to be seen as the outliers they don't want to be seen as the trouble causes the people that are kind of looking inwardly as opposed to outwardly because i think we've touched on this last week one of the biggest faults of our community is we look at the faults of others and point them out yep yep agreed agreed try and resolve but, but also th- there's an element of, of our community that is just a dopey as fuck right say yeah, it's, it's got to be said they are dumb yeah. as shit yeah but so the, there are two things that work in tandem there there's 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 the dopey the dopiness of the community and that will to put it in a better way it's lack of education yeah oh yeah that's what i meant not dumb as shit <laughs> lack of education <laughs> and, and and secondly it is. I, I will trace it back to what Kasim said earlier in terms of our kind of links to India and how, you know, yeah. we... we it's always the Indians' fault, that's true. No, 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 no. What I'm trying to say... <laughs> yeah, no, no, I get you, I get you. India has a similar problem, though. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Let's have a look at the stats, right? I'm, I'm, I'd love to see where India is as compared to some of the Middle Eastern countries. I don't think they'd fare too much better than, you know, what's going on in Pakistan and, and India, but they'd be better than us. And there's got to be some yeah. reason behind that. And I can only really point to the, the culture, cultural attitudes towards women. I mean, when, I remember when I was in, I was in Nepal. And, South uh, Asian country. Yeah, it is a South Asian country. And I was living with a Hindu family. And I was told that when it's, um, <laughs> when, it, when it's the, the women's time of the month, they have to... What, what have you turned our podcast into? I'm just... The point I'm making is they they don't even allow them in some areas. Yeah. But 
to sleep in the same house because of cultural and religious, you know, fucking Nepalese. No, and, and that's Hinduism, though. So yeah. that'll be happening in India as well. So I'm not saying that. Oh, you know, this isn't to turn it into an India bashing session. Far from it. And what I'm saying is, there are deep-rooted cultural issues. Yeah, totally. Subcontinent that cause us to treat like not us per se, but the like the, the cause there to be a bigger problem with with it in in. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's, there's there's people that we know that are born and raised here who we would never hang out with or anything, but they're here. Born and raised yep. here, that still would have a similar. Mentality. And they still have a similar mentality. There, there's a woman I'm going to use as an get example. Out the village now, chill out. Get out of the, get out of the village mentality. There, there, there's a woman who, so obviously, as, as you boys are aware, my brother suffers from a genetic condition, and as part of the the uh, the workshops that go on within Sheffield is to bring awareness to our community that look, get a test done. If you are positive and the other person is positive, then you've got to really consider whether or not it's right for your two to get married and especially about having children. But most importantly, it's about being aware. Anyway, long story short, she was about to get her daughter married to a guy. She's positive. The guy's positive. When she was questioned by the awareness group saying, you know, look, because it's an arranged marriage, is your, you know, I think it was the girl's cousin. Is this the right thing to do? Because they're going to really struggle at this point, and she's already positive. He's positive. You know in advance, and she just said, "Oh, it's it's, it's a lenimarzi. You know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, and uh, you know, just 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 let it be." Even with the education, she that woman turns up to every single workshop. That workshop is translated into Punjabi, Urdu, you know, Gujarati, or everything. Right? There's no much. There's nothing more we can do in terms of raising and giving awareness, and yet the people refuse. But not. But they would say not on a cultural level. They would say on a religious level, and therefore is the integration of religion and politics the problem? Abbas alluded to Hinduism. Well, Abbas alluded to the fact that you know his example will involve the Hindus and Hindus' beliefs. This stuff that's going on in Pakistan, a lot of them would certain quote, and I'm not saying rightly or wrongly. That's for, for the the relevant people to to deal with. Scripture as to how or why they're being able to deal with a woman in a particular way. That's interpretation, though, isn't it? And at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the day, yeah, they people will hide behind. A specific text to um, to make to to make a point. So I'll give you I'll give you my classic example that I say to everybody. You probably heard it all millions of times as, as well. You married? I'll just give you my classic example, which isn't which isn't <laughs> which isn't <laughs> to do with this, right? So they say you know uh, the pro the prophet would visit people when they were ill. Visit people when they were ill, and you know, visit them and and, and tend to them if you could. But it would it would visit them to give them some company, which is such a nice thing to do. You know, when somebody's ill and whatever, they can have a bit of company, especially if they're on their own. Yep. What does our community do? Somebody's in the hospital. You're limited to two visitors, and the whole bloody family, extended family, all the friends. There's about thirty-five people there every single night during visiting hours, and one of the nurses get fed up. But anyway, um, but why are they there? They'll be there, some there, that'll be there because they genuinely care and want to see that person. But I guarantee you, a lot of those people will be there because they'll be like, if I don't come and see them, they'll say, oh, I was in hospital and they'll come and visit me. And that's where things get twisted. 
that's why things get manipulated and it work the other way around as well to use text an example yeah. to say right this is why you can't do that or this is why you you should be only able to do this you know and, and i think it's like look at the, at the end of the day we as a society we as human beings have evolved our thinking surely to be like right you know what that's that's not what that means that that means this now so it's, it's just it's just it's something that people will hide behind when they're trying to control and manipulate that's it because the same people again to use abbas as an example why would we not be seeing the same things throughout the middle east and north africa why are we not seeing that here amongst all of the muslim communities why are there some that are progressive and some that aren't it's got nothing to do with like uh it's got nothing to do with uh the religion itself why, why aren't we seeing what the the issues the the, the problems that are being experienced by the women etc the poor treatment of women yeah but hang on a second we are seeing it over here we're seeing it in considerable numbers over here the the older generation the women are next to no education I'll, I'll tell you what there was a program on the other day and it's called 10 years younger and there was a Pakistani woman on it that came on it with the she's from uh, Rotherham she's from Rotherham and surprise, surprise. and honestly what? you know what <laughs> If, if you heard her story, it was absolutely heartbreaking. Like when you were watching it, you just couldn't feel but actually well up inside. It was just so upsetting, you know, that she'd been uh, effectively kicked around by her husband. He didn't give a shit about her and all the rest of etc. And then finally, she, she built up the courage to leave him. She left him, she's with her kids, etc. But she's lonely, she's on her own, she doesn't take care of herself and all the rest of it. You know, and, and that's what life has become. There's various other women of a similar age, which I can utilise as examples, where their husbands have decided to get married a second time and, and dump, effectively dump and leave them. There's people of our own community at our level, at our generation or younger that are still not being educated, that are still not being allowed to go out to work, that are still being made to get married at a particular age, which is still far too young. In my opinion, granted over the age of 16, and we're talking about 18 and, and all the rest of it, it is legal. I'm not accusing them of anything illegal, but still, it's still a, a, a choice that they are, are, are providing, but it seems to be the only choice that they're, they're able to provide their daughters. No, but it's pathetic. And that's why there are these groups that are set up to help people that are stuck in these situations because we, as a Western society... But we don't support them, so they never ever why can... Don't we? No, we do not, because they don't utilise these services. A lot of them do not utilise these services. Those that are going through real hardships, whether that's abuse or whatever else, because we don't support them on a public platform. We're always constantly telling the rest of the world, our people are perfect. Our people don't do anything. I'll say now, for the record, that if anybody needs any help or assistance or support, if they're in a situation, reach out to the Waiting Podcast. I'll put you on the phone number at the bottom. Flash. No, but in all seriousness, it's definitely something that we do support. Of course we do. You support it. I've asked ask for it. A lot of our friends will support that because no no I, I just want to say one thing i think yes we would support it but so far we've only ever done it at a superficial level like we've not you like now us having this conversation i know when i've talked about this conversation prior to this with other people it's created problems people have actually been offended that i'm even willing to even discuss something like this like 
what business is it of yours? That was the exact response I got. What business is it of yours? Uh, uh, there's people that would be like that. Fucking what? A lot, of women, a lot of women would say that as well. True, very true. I can't believe she's going to do that. I had to deal with this, so why can't she deal with it? Etc. Yep. Etc. It's, it's it's rubbish, and it's and it's actually only the really really strong ones that come forward, the really brave ones, and even they sometimes would. You know, I've heard it in the past with people talking about it. Uh, you know, women who've come forward. Oh my god, can you believe she's done that? Think think about the shame. Fuck the shame. Yeah. Fuck the shame. You think how she was being treated is right? Is it fuck? Nah. I don't give a shit who it is. There's no justification for it in this day and age. Absolutely zero justification for it in this day and age. And it just needs to be gone. And whatever we need to do, we do. Yep. No, if you are, are a woman that's being abused, if you are suffering, if you are facing any kind of issues, if you need legal advice, that is this man over here. <laughs> and if you need general support or financial aid, it's this man down here. Well, <laughs> Speak some beats. <laughs> I'll get a minute and I'll help the rest of you. And if you need a shoulder to cry on, it's waited, waited. Depending, you know what I mean? I mean, send the photo first. Oh, yeah, I forgot. We're not allowed locker room banter, boys. No locker room banter. It's not necessary. Tell us all about it. We're going to do a whole sports thing, you know, things that were happening this weekend. I've alluded to Lewis Hamilton and stuff. I just, you know, I appreciate it a bit tight on time what I wanted to ask you Wade and you Abbas was um, so there are two people on the call <laughs> two people but on this Wade, podcast but you Wade but you specifically Wade uh, alright do you know who won the 100 metre sprint final at the Olympics this weekend in the men's final in the men's final no I do not why because the Olympics is just such a boring waste of time but in the last in the last 10, 15 years, would you have known who won? I would know Usain Bolt, yeah. Yeah, would you have seen it? Uh, yes. You're because exactly of the excitement right. and the hype around it, yeah. Because of who he is. And, yes. and, and even before Usain Bolt, right, the 100 metre sprint is, all, is one of those blue ribbon events. It's one of those events that everybody chooses. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Every yeah. single time it happens. You know, even in the World Championships, you'd watch it. Commonwealth, you'd watch it even more. Yeah. No, well, I agree, but there was there was no hype about it this year, so I didn't bother. Good meters, everybody would watch, right? M Marcel Jacobs won it, didn't he? An Italian man won it. Marcel Jacobs. An Italian Fake. man. <laughs> An Italian man won the Olympic 100 meter champion. Is he white? Obviously, with a name like Marcel. Lamont nah. Marcel. It's fake. So, what, what was he taking, and where was it? Why were the real runners? Yeah, what he was taking, right? There was literally no characters, no notoriety. Where's the Jamaican guys? So there was Johan Blake who was still there. Oh yeah, he was a world champion. He's the next world champion. Yeah, uh, he ran the second fastest time in history as well. I think. Um, this is meant to be like his time now because I think he's still 30, 31, I think he is. So this was meant to be his time. It was him who came second. Um, I, I think know. it was an American guy who came second and a Canadian guy who came third. Literally, that's my extent. And I'm a sports guy, right? That's the extent of what I was thinking of. Honestly, it was something so huge watching it growing up. You know, the women's 50, 
from Linford Christie all I did see that I did see the women's 100 metres funnily enough See, everyone saw the women's one, and Jamaica pulled a one, two, three, and that was weird. One, two, three, yeah. I noticed, though, at the end of it, how the girl who won it, the other two girls didn't talk to her. Yeah, they didn't. There's something weird about that. There's a lot of friction there. Even though they're teammates, and they'll be on the same 4 by one team, there's a lot of friction there, because she's actually the defending champion. But she spent the last two years out, because she kept having different Achilles injuries to do, like, Shelly Ann Fraser Price, and everybody were, like, world champions and, and working their way through. They weren't expecting it to do it. So I think that's what it was. It was a shock of that. But I was massively disappointed with the men. Yeah. I didn't even know it was happening. Literally didn't even know it was happening. I ended up watching the Hungarian Grand Prix and then reading about it on BBC Sports. I was like, hey? I was like, hey, who the hell are these people? And I just thought, like, unfortunately, unfortunately, that's what happens when a big character leaves the sport. You know, I've alluded to it earlier with boxing. There's no characters left. Sprinting, there's no characters left. Even athletics in general, there's no real characters left. Even football, there's no characters left. After Ronaldo, Messi will go. Who's going to pick up the throne? Haaland. I just don't know what's going on with this this latest round of people coming through. I just feel like... Or maybe it's just us transitioning into old age and we sound like the old people who were there when we were growing up and they were talking about, you know... Kenny Dalgleish and George Best and people like that. And we're like, yeah, whatever. Maradona. Maradona. Maybe we're transitioning into that. Maybe that's what it is. But but no, but you're right. There, There definitely isn't a character at that level. And certain players are once in a generational kind of thing, right? Which is why you transition into an old man because you go with that through that that generation with them. Ronaldo Messi is our generation. That's it for us. You know, the next generation will have somebody, no doubt. But no, we we'll... had Ronaldo Messi. We had, we had Bex, Lampard, Gerrard, Skull. Did you just fucking put Lampard and Bex at the level of Ronaldo? No, 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 no. Jeez! As in great players. Even great. No. Even Ferguson didn't refer to Beckham as great. Ah, oh, behave yourself. Ferguson never referred yeah, yes. to Beckham as great. He called him a B plus player. There you go. There you go. This isn't even the greats make mistakes. What Beckham? <laughs> <laughs> now, and if Ferguson is, doesn't recognise him as a great, so we're not having any of that. My point is, my point this is isn't fake news. As well, though, didn't we, right? We had a lot mm. more anyway. You know, even if you take Zidane. You know, there was loads, absolutely loads. Yeah, but hang on, hang on. So just, just to just to clarify, my point is, there's other great players and there's great stars, yeah. But I'm talking about those that hit iconic status. Like, Scholes was a phenomenal player, but he never hit iconic status because he doesn't have that outgoing personality, right? He doesn't have that personality. What about, what about Mbappe? Haaland has got that personality. I don't know, I've not never seen anything much of him in the, uh, in the media about him, at least. That, that's, that's basically why. What you're basically saying is you, there's no one that like that in the Premier League. Oh, no, but that's it. But that's how you iconic status, right? Yeah. But football, football, might, football, might, football might recover because of the sheer volume of athletes that are coming through and the hype and the money around it. But ju- it just feels like everything else just seems to be dropping off significantly, man. Significantly. I'm I just, just like, I just don't find a buzz around the uh, like the Olympic type of events. Do you know what I mean? And I just think mm. 
just going back to our South Asian heritage stuff, who's representing us at the Olympics? Don't we normally do like some sort of shooting and obviously the thing that our parents always talk about is Everyone talks about hockey. Hang on, no, we're not talking about. Hang on, hang on. Our team is Great Britain, guys. Just, I hope you're not <laughs> suggesting that our team is Pakistan at the Olympics. <laughs> What's Great Britain got to do with South Asian month? No, but who's represent? Who's from the South Asian at the Olympics? I mean, uh, Team GB. Yeah, Team GB. I, I don't know. Exactly. I'm not really been following the Olympics as closely as I probably would be normally. Probably because of the time difference. Probably because it's just again, it just doesn't excite me. Yeah, and that's nothing, yeah, because it's in Tokyo, it's at the wrong times and all that kind of stuff. Like, in 2012, when it was held in London, there was a massive buzz around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Massive buzz around yeah. it. And the 2016, perhaps, because of 2012, but now it's, you know. Which which Jamshade won a gold medal at 2012? Which Jamshade? Or oh, Anthony Jamshade? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anthony Jamshade. <laughs> He converted soon after, you know what I mean? <laughs> and he's been with Amir Khan's wife, allegedly. <laughs> so he's down with the South Asian community. But of course, that's just alleged. That's just alleged. No repercussions, please. This, this, it's, a, it's a weird one, isn't it? It's a weird one with the track and field events because they come round so sporadically once a year if you watch the Worlds and that kind of stuff. Do I will not enjoy it? Pakistan's been playing at the same time, so that's kind of been on at our house. I'm kind of waiting for the Premier League to start. Otherwise, yeah. there's always that lull, isn't there, in the summer where we've got no football, so I don't really give a shit about sport until it, the football happens to come round. Even the 100 cricket, I've not watched any of that. That's been decent, actually. I don't like it. I think the graph the graphics look gimmicky and that I think that's what puts a lot of people off. Of our generation anyway. Well why hundred balls? What's wrong with the one twenty that we've been having? It's just a new format, the five ball overs, aren't they? Five ball overs, just mix it up, make it a bit quicker, get people into the t it's just it's different. Slightly different. It's there've actually been some really good games. There have actually been some really good games, really close games. Uh, and obviously as they figure it out, because this is the inaugural tournament. It'll just get better and better, I think. I don't know. I, th I think scrap it, keep the 2020. It's just so similar to the 2020. Other than, the, you know, you bowl your five, you can bowl another five and that kind of thing. For me, it's not it's not my cup of tea. I'd rather stick with the T20. I'd rather them do something completely different if you're going to do, like a 10-10. Yeah. You know, maybe do a 10-10 if you want to reduce it, just want to be fast-paced, outright, spanking the ball everywhere. Yeah, and you know what? It was all right. It was all right. They were still get scored over 100 runs. Yeah, it's not that. Absolutely not that. Have you ever seen any of that, Abbas? Are you a supporter of the 100? Um, I think it's a good idea because it's all about trying to get more people into cricket, isn't it? Um, so that's why they've got something that's unique to England, I think. Because obviously T20 is all over the globe. Um, I think it's just more of a money thing. I think because it's the IPL and all the rest of it have kind of cornered that market off. The ECB are just trying to box themselves off that they're then going to license it to the rest of the world. No, but it is, it is, that is part of it for sure. Um, but I think it, it's to try to get, to have more of a unique experience. So for example, they, one of the things yesterday was, I was watching the game yesterday, it was a really exciting finish actually. Um, and on over eight, 
if you're slow on over eight in a in a hundred game, you get punished. So this particular team ha- was had just mi- missed its cutoff with ten balls remaining, and the other side needed somewhere like fourteen runs or something of ten balls, um, and they had to bring in an extra fielder into the ring to pun- as punishment for being slow on the over eight. Yep. Um, so things like that, I think, will really spice it up. Yeah, that's wicked. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Um, and it forces the game to be fast-paced. It forces them not to take the piss with, you know, slowing down the game and, you know, making it more of a, well, a, a duller experience for the spectator. Because you have, you know, the more the quicker a game is of cricket, the more entertaining it becomes. When it gets dragged out, that's more for the purists. You know, like people... Now, nowadays, a 50-over game is a bit of a, you know, a pure yeah. respect. I can't sit through a 50-over game yeah. anymore. Yeah, same here. Same here. Um, and then, obviously, Test Match, again, is another kettle of fish altogether. Um, so, I, th- I think it's a really good idea. Um, I think Cass is right in terms of the graphics being a bit gimmicky, but um, it, I, I've really been entertained by it. And I'm not really, I can't really say that I've... Um, you know, being involved, been following any of the other T20 competitions that they've had in in England uh, so far. So, you know, for that reason yeah. alone, it's done its job. I, 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 I don't, I don't like, I don't like the graphics. I don't like the fact that it says on one side the runs and the balls on the other side. Yeah. It's too similar to the 2020. They could have made those additional changes to 2020, bringing the fielder, bringing punishments, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Couldn't. I don't yeah. like those ridiculous fucking team names that they've got. Uh, who, yeah. who, 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 what's our Northern team called? I don't want to be Northern fucking Superchargers. I'm from Yorkshire. I want my team to be called Yorkshire. The is, why are we the Yorkshire Superchargers. Why are we the only team where they've merged two counties together? So we've got Durham and Yorkshire as ours. And we don't want Durham. Be right. And why be don't right. we have a cricket stadium in Sheffield? Now that's now we're talking. Why do we have to go to Smelly Because you have a similar experience yeah. to the one that you had at Don Valley at that stadium. No, but we could use uh, Hillsborough, can't we? Seeing as their football team doesn't do much. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but like, that's, do you know what I mean? That, no, and that's, that, that's something that needs addressing, in my opinion. The, no, cr- the captain of the England cricket team is from Sheffield. You should have a stadium. Not enough demand. You shouldn't have to drive to Leeds. Not enough demand. You shouldn't have to drive. Hey, we'll go and play. You go and play? We'll go and play. I'm about watching it. <laughs> Nah, we've got play as well. We need to. You can barely feel out Higgly with my, one of your my, my trophy final could be played at that stadium. Are, are there any books any players playing in the hundred? Loads. Yeah. And what about in the women's? I don't know. Don't, don't, don't oh, watch yeah. it. No. Oh, there we go. Point proven. <laughs> Thanks for supporting our community. <laughs> Oh, that's women's cricket. That's How many times team. you've ignored women's cricket altogether? Right, great feminist you all are. Never claimed to me. Get it watched. Get it watched. I mean, it's it's boring, and they can barely swing a bat. But you know. Wow! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Obviously, I'm joking. Yeah. Right. Come on, guys. Give us your outros. <clears throat> I'm about to start with you. Some parting words, some words of wisdom, please, before we leave. Make sure you support South Asian Heritage Month. Get that, you know, tweeted on your Twitter or posted on whichever social media that you're on. Yep. And where can people find you if they need any legal advice? 
don't contact me on social media for legal advice, please. Um, <laughs> my social media is... The only one that I'm on is Instagram, and it's that marathon man. Kasim, some parting words, please. Yeah, so enjoy the rest of the Olympics at silly o'clock in the morning. Have a good week. We'll uh, we'll definitely catch up soon. You can see me on Instagram at sneaks underscore n underscore beats. I noticed that nobody came forward to help me with any raffle entries last week. So if anybody is listening and wants to help me with some raffle entries, shoot me a DM. Uh, raffle, oh, raffle entries for your shoes, yeah. Raffle entries for your sneaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and for a big ass, so remember, if you're watching this, please do press like, comment, subscribe to the channel. We do this every single week. Stay safe, stay COVID-free, guys, and good night.